so ready for this. Clean rugs. <laughs> Mr. Is President. Today <laughs> I was so ready for this. You know, I'm going to say something. Keep, you keep sitting up, you're going to cut your goddamn head off, okay? In my hand, if I could reach over there, I would strangle you right the fuck now. You can't, though, because of the COVID. There's laws about that. <laughs> Into the void of COVID-19. I can't yeah, even reach you. You're lucky. We got the COVID between us. What you witching the neck for? You got that herpes? Yeah, I got. No, it ain't hurt. It ain't hurt, bro. Brother. Ricky, before you before you start, I need to address something that's uh kind I of an elephant. already started. Well, no, okay. no, we, we haven't kicked it off yet. We're just kicking it up a notch just a second. You know, I've been getting a lot of a lot of mail, a lot of notifications, if you will, on my cell phone. People saying, you know, this show's called Baby Face in the Heel. And uh we just don't quite understand who the who the the real champion of this show is, but we look to you, Jimmy, for guidance. We look to you, Jimmy, for, for assurance. And I just want to say, okay, you can't have two baby faces on a show called Baby Face on the Hill. So this week, I'm going to take the stand. I'm going to sit over here on this side. And for this week only, I'm going to be the heel. Okay, I just want to clarify yeah. that for everybody. <laughs> this week, the good guys are going to get got. And this guy over here, this guy over here is going to take a licking because this fist is going to keep on sticking. Ricky, run us down the car. All right, let's go. This week, AEW Dynamite, it is June 4th on Babyface and the Hill. Let's get right down to it. We got, starting off this card, unbelievably right off the gate, it's Adam Page, Kenny Omega taking on Jimmy Havoc and Kip Sabian. And, oh, my God, talk about breakout tag Rick, team. Ricky, 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 Ricky. We'll get into the show later. Oh, okay. look at this heel motherfucker. We'll get into oh, the show later. I just want you Let to talk. Let me do me, and you just sit back and be a heel. <laughs> sit back, be a heel. Right. Let me do my part. If that's what the fans want, I guess, you know, I guess. <laughs> All right. So... Kip Sabian and Jimmy Havoc come in. Great tag team chemistry. They they won, or they, they lost, I should say. Sorry. They lost. We'll get into that. Next, we have Brian Cage debuting again, it feels like, with another crazy match with uh, Sean Deans. I, I mean, we'll again, we'll get into that, too. Then we have Colt Cabana taking on Chris Jericho and... Chris Jericho comes out on top, barely. Then we have Big Swole taking on Nyla Rose, and that was a competitive match, too. And then we got Nyla Rose coming out on top on that one. Then we got a great interview with Tony Schiavone and FTR, and we'll get into that, too, because there's a lot to talk about with that. Finally, we round out the night with Cody Rhodes taking on Jungle Boy. This was a great match, too. Great way to end it. Feel goods all around. Happy ending, la, la, la. Cody Rhodes takes it. Championship on his shoulder and face full of blood. That was a AEW Dynamite in about mm, two minutes. What do y'all think? I, I got to take. I, I gotta start this off with two things. One, Ricky Reed, you are the magician. You got something right. You talked about it, and then it happened. Alpha. I hate your guts. I hate your guts. But you've done it again. 
you've done it again. The first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to talk about alphas. It's real quick and real simple. Do you recall way back just a week ago, we were talking about that Dean Ambrose fella, talking about what he needs to do. And Alpha joked that we're going to see him wrestle for the world championship on AEW Dark. Did you catch it last week when Alpha said that? Because, because I know I know you may not have saw it or seen it, but next week, for the first time ever, according to Tony Schiavone, the world champion's gonna fight on AEW Dark for the first time ever, according to Tony Schiavone. <laughs> first time ever since the last time they've done it. That's yeah. right. For the first time ever in June. I'm gonna tell you right now. They announced that already. That John Moxley will be fighting on AEW Dark. That's exactly where he belongs until he gets your shit together, which we'll talk about because you know what? I think he started getting his diapers ready and getting that shit together today. Secondly, secondly, Ricky Reed, you talked yourself about a few different things. You talked yourself about what oh, Brad Cage and FTR and all these newbies and all this thing. But last week you talked about that FTR. And I feel like they just literally stole your entire promo last week. Your promo. <laughs> when you talked about who FTR is and what FTR was. I swear to God, it was almost word for word that came out of their mouths. And you can go back and check the tape. Ricky Reed, I want you to talk about FTR and what they said and how they plagiarized your speech. <laughs> oh, man, I can talk about FTR all damn night. But what's that? Am I right? They stole your fucking speech. Not not in, entirely. Not like entirely. Even, the, even the bits about how like he was on Jericho or they were on Jericho's podcast and all that even? No, <laughs> not that part, but they talked about their name. I mean, almost word for word, it was like well, we we have the fear of the revolution and uh, you know, this and that. They are just going down the list and, and but they, the one thing they skip over was Ricky Ricky straight up was saying last week that FTR, the the dream matchup is them versus the young bucks. The dream match. Everyone's been talking about it. That was the point of this interview. They went down the line of all the tag teams in the AEW, but they did not mention the Young Bucks. Tony Schiavone or whoever the hell, whatever, whoever interviewed them, I don't even remember. They asked him, why didn't you say uh, the Young Bucks? It was like alluding to what Ricky was saying straight up. Oh, the Young Bucks, well, we don't see them as a threat. We don't see them as nothing. Uh, you know, uh, I'd like to punch them in the face if I seen them. You know, pull a little alpha, pull a little alpha, just val uh, invalid threats. You can't punch me in the face. You're gonna try there and take this alpha. I mean, he is, he is, because that's what wow. that's what that's what baby faces do these days. They get beat. I don't even know beat. what he's talking about. He's calling you. He's saying you have empty threats. <laughs> I mean, my my Jimmy T language isn't all. I mean, I'm not completely. Is, is it an empty threat that I shoved this straight up his cornhole? That's why he's been walking crooked for two. What's weeks that pink thing now? coming? What's that pink this thing coming out? Smells, from? smells like wet corn. What is that pink thing coming out from under your desk? Oh my god! Is that a hot dog? This? You talking about this right here? I'm talking about that giant hot dog. <laughs> what is that giant hot dog doing? Get that hot dog out of here! You this right here? Get that hot dog out of here. That's I don't like it. Driver, Whoa! Oh, you had me worried there, Alf. I couldn't see under the desk. Real quick. Oh, man. Debuting next week. This whole shit back here. 
We're bringing in bulldozers. We're bringing in the, the sledgehammers. We're taking it all down next week. You, no ref next week? No, no, no. We're going to have a nice new television to put your pretty little face on next week. Oh. Next week, this desk is gone. Another desk is here at Alpha. You won't be able to tickle my dick underneath this desk next week. Not with that turnstone power driver and not with nothing. Okay. Okay. I'll tickle you with whatever I want, brother. <laughs> Fair enough. Alpha. Did you get to did you get to witness these matches this week? Uh I'm gonna fill you all in right now. I didn't watch this week. Okay. Okay, well that's good. We can get you can get <laughs> way to fresh perspective. Way to step up for baby face in the heel. <laughs> way to be here, team player. Oh, <laughs> uh, we're having de- technical difficulties here at the Dilly Hard uh sportatorium with old TNT. Okay, that's all I got to say about that. I understand. TNT need to get their shit together. Yeah. Just like they need to get a new belt. Yeah, TNT wow. needs to get their shit together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so let, let... <laughs> So when you guys are talking about the episode, you just gotta explain it to me step by step. Gotcha. Alright, gotcha. so so right. Jimmy Havoc puts his right foot out the out the entrance. And then Jimmy foot Jimmy Havoc takes his left foot and puts it over the, the left foot and then the right foot. And then the left foot, as he's walking down the aisle behind him, comes Kip Sabian with the right foot. No, I got to say something. Jimmy Havoc's music is absolutely some of my favorite wrestling music. I don't even know why. I just, that feeling, the bass, the deepness. It sucks, and you suck. That music's horrible. Colt Cabana has the best music. Colt Cabana's music pretty damn shitty. Jimmy Havoc's music. Colt Cabana. Colt Cabana. Cole Cabana stepped out of a Fanta commercial. Let's get it real. <laughs> oh, come let's on. See let's, see. let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see the dance boom, again. Cole Cabana. Boom, boom. Ricky. Oh, clip that. Let's see it. Cole Cabana. Cole Cabana. Jimmy. Ain't gonna fool me. <laughs> Whoa. Fooled you. Surprise! Oh, man. Gotta love uh, that shit. So, so okay. So we were talking a bit about um, I don't even know where the fuck we were at. FTR, Ricky, talk us about yeah. FTR. What happened here? This was a great okay. interview. It was a great interview. Okay, we'll start off like this. Tony Schiavone sits down with FTR, and they're in the Jaguar Stadium. They're in the the uh, lobby of of uh, Jaguar Stadium, and. Tony Schiavone kind of tease them up like, hey, why are you guys here? What you guys doing? What you guys are about? Um, and they're just basically saying FTR is the greatest tag team that's ever existed. They're the best. And nobody can beat them. And we're here to, of course, get the tag team titles from Omega and and uh, Hangman Page. And they also said, and we also had to take out Butcher and a Blade when we were here. And then um, Tony Schiavone says, well, I hear you mention all these tag teams, but you're not mentioning the Bucks. And they said, yeah, well, they're not they're not nothing to us. I, I, we understand that the Internet is all about, oh, the Bucks and FTR, what a dream match. 
but really they don't pose a threat to us. We just want to punch them in the mouth. And that's what we're going to be once we beat them. We're going to be the guys to punch them in the mouth. And no sooner did they get done finishing in that, than you hear this crash coming through the lobby. And it happens to be Butcher and a Blade. And they come rolling down, and they're saying, what you did to us was wrong, blah, blah, blah. This ain't just business. You're trying to get over on us, and you guys ain't got shit. You think you can just jump us, and, and that be that. No, no, no. And, and Dax Hardwood kind of looks over and says, hey, what we can do is we can settle our, our business in the ring. Isn't that right? And he takes a big old drink of his water. And as he takes a drink and he pulls it away from his lip, he flings it right at, at Butcher and the Blade. And, man, that sets off Big Ol's commotion. And it was so perfect. With did, y'all catch, did y'all catch the, the, the Blade? Shit. Y'all catch the Blade's new hairdo? I, oh, I the blonde? Just, mm-hmm. <laughs> I love the Butcher and the Blade. I love me some of this. I can't wait for him to come out with that weird-ass mask and take it off. And he had the blonde hair and the white pants. I don't even know. I don't even know anymore, Butcher and the Blade. Uh, Bunny, went, Bunny ran for the black? Are they are they going with the black and white thing still looking like <laughs> Michael Jackson? I don't oh, know, it's but, all but white you know, now. it's, it's all white, hundred percent white, head to toe with blonde hair on on but on the blade. And Butcher just got his hair slicked back. He's not wearing that monocle no more. And then you got the FTR wearing all black, head to toe. So you got yourself some very contrasting teams right now. And, uh, and did you, you know, notice there was no bunny. Well, there I noticed where Bunny was up in the <laughs> up in the crib over there with our QT Marshall <laughs> playing that card. QT Marshall. Mm-hmm. Did they do anything to? So what they do to further that storyline? Well, during uh during one of the matches there, which one was it? Uh, let me check my notes over to the side over it here. Was, it was during Chris Jericho Coca Banner. Yeah, Chris Jericho Coca Banner match. Good ass, good match going on. Meanwhile, they cut over to the crowd randomly, just Bunny over there, inches away from Coca Banner's face, just all up in there, up in that. Grid. Coca Banner was probably getting a little jealous looking on the sidelines. Probably why he lost the match because uh, Bunny looks pretty damn good talking over there to, to Cutie, Cutie Marshall. The Cutie. I like that. The Cutie. <laughs> he's, the, he's the apple of my eye. <laughs> That's what she says. Who's smoking right now? MMA marks with the 420 in the chat. <laughs> oh, man. It was kind of cool. Did you hear Tony Schiavone during So I did. So uh, you get you get uh, Chris Jericho coming out for the Colt Cabana match, okay? And you have Sammy Guevara coming out and absolutely murdering oh his God. theme music. Al, so you're gonna have he, to listen. You're gonna have to listen to this when 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 Sammy Guevara comes on out. <laughs> he does the whole singing Jericho song. Absolutely the shittiest version that you will ever hear. <laughs> I'm talking about he's missing words. He's humming shit. He's not even making sense. But he goes oh, off for a good 90 please. seconds. I mean, he sings for literally about 90 seconds. Very uncomfortable. Jericho could not hold his straight face. Uh, Hager was trying. They both were, you know, just trying not to laugh. It was, it was solid. It was good. So when they do all this, they're panning in the crowd, getting some crowd shots. And all you see is is Bunny and QT just sucking face. Oh man! <laughs> oh, they're making out there. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, How yeah. long until they do the edge and lead a scene in the middle of the ring? I don't know. It 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 might come quick with these guys. I'm telling you, Cutie Marshall's taking off that outfit. He's wearing lingerie underneath it. But I'm telling you, something <laughs> weird's coming. We're gonna get it, and Tony Tony Collins gonna give it to us. Tony, oh, I, I can't wait, buddy. Speaking oh, of underneath the. Uh, 
underneath it all. Did they do anything with old uh, Heartless? Uh, Perfect Ten. What's his name? So, uh, okay. Spears? Yeah, yeah okay. Sean Spears. I know they. I, I know totally did that promo. What was that last week or sometime in mid- midweek? They they alluded. How, yeah, they alluded did they do to anything that. With that this week. Oh yes, they did. But I'm gonna tell you, I don't have a fucking clue, and I'm hoping Ricky can clue me in because what they <laughs> did, they played a cl- a quick clip of uh, him yelling at him. Right? They said the search for Spears is over. He's got it. The next thing, and he brings in a case into a limo and, and Sean Spears sitting inside that limo and he hands Sean Spears the case and they open it up and inside the case is just a glove is he supposed to be OJ I don't you know I don't know I don't know what's going on what's this glove Ricky so the glove would insinuate of a hitman version like you see you see this oh, hitman so they're stealing kinda- the Buddhist now you can't take the Buddhist He's off. <laughs> Tony. Okay. Okay. Not saying you wanna you wanna take the Buddhist. But so he, he has one glove. And if you notice, it was very, very quick and very subtle. But if you look, Sean Spears is in the crowd during the main event. And if you look at you if you look at him, you'd miss him. You wouldn't notice it was him. But he has three Red gloves on going across his face. Oh, I think this is a whole Three new gloves. character. I think he's going to go more into a a psycho kind of character, and uh, this is kind of a revamping. Yeah, but Ricky, did you hear character. the? Did you hear the 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 the, the um? You know when Tully Blanchard yelled at him over the week. Did you see that? I heard. I heard he was yelling at him that he needs to like. Uh, come up with a new character and revamp it, revisit it, yeah, or something. Kind like that. of, but he, he basically he, I mean, he he called on the four horsemen in the interview. You're welcome. He called on it. He even he even he brought it in. He said, "Did you think that the four horsemen we we had to dig deep to be the four horsemen?" I'm telling you, he said the words. I know he said the words. It's go, it's going to be watch. It's going to be MJF, Wardlow. Uh, Sean Spears, and a fourth. Darby Allen. I don't know. Ah. <laughs> uh, that's a that's a tough one. No, we're, you got to get somebody else. Raven. <laughs> get the they got Taz in there. I don't know. Get him in there. I don't know. Nah, they're going to do something else. It's I mean, if they really want to make this a beast of a team, you put in Lance Archer in there. You put Lance in there, and you have Jake and, and Tully kind of reform it. I mean, they don't even have to call him the full horseman, but they can they can send you weight. But because uh, yeah. I know I know uh, they re-signed Ric Flair over there in WWE after we talked about it. We we accidentally gave the uh, Vince McMahon the tip off that, that Rick's contract was expired. But you know maybe Kurt Angle come on over because Kurt Angle got that offer. Kurt Angle denied the offer with the WWE. He said no, thank uh, you. Well, he should. He was getting. He's going to get paid like a tenth of what he was making. And they fired his ass a like couple weeks here. ago. They fired him. Yeah. So, so see you later. Bye, AEW in my sights. That dude did TNA. That dude did uh, WWE. He's ready to come on over to AEW. I think Kurt, Kurt Angle would be an absolute beast on the mic in AEW. Because if he if he didn't have to be so held down like he was WWE, he would be spitting fire. Alpha, yeah. do you agree with me? Oh hell yeah, I'd love to see Kurt Angle in uh, in AEW. I know he had that thing with Ronda Rousey not too long ago, where he kind of well, that was kind of like a face a face run, wasn't it? Yeah, 
What if they yeah. put him in the ring? What if they put him as a manager of Colt Cabana and they called him Kirk, oh, Ka- Kirk no. Cabana? No. Get the fuck out of here. No, no, no. Him and Henry Cejudo, they need to get together in AEW and do it. Oh, my God. With the Olympic gold medalist angle. Beautiful. Yeah, and they need to get – and they need to get uh, – Alpha, look in the camera. Cejudo getting in there and fighting against uh, Hikaru Shida for the world title. Tell tell Tony Khan exactly what you just said. Look in that camera. You tell him, get Angle in here. Who's JP? I have no idea. What did you know? What I'm gonna tell you right now. I'm gonna tell you right now the truth. <laughs> Google changed the size <laughs> of Google Meets picture <laughs> because I didn't do nothing different. <laughs> Thank you for catching that one more time. But I can see oh. you're, you're bigger now. Okay. No, oh, no seriously. Seriously, they if Kurt Angle comes over, Henry Cejudo's already been in the ring. If they don't run with the, the Olympic gold medal angle with those two, like they love to do, then then they're missing out. They're missing out. They um, need to pay both of them yeah, a lot of money yeah. to keep that going. I, I would agree there. I think uh, I hate Henry Cejudo like an ant. I hate him like a little cockroach, a little ant. I want to step on him. I hate Henry Cejudo so, so much because I just don't like that he think he can come on in and take Demetrius Johnson and, and say, I'm the best ever because I beat that man who – is the best ever, okay? Henry Cejudo, you ain't Isn't nothing. That kind of the point, though. I'll fight you, Henry Cejudo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Kurt Angle's Kobe. Henry Cejudo's retired from mixed martial arts. That's right. You, you know why? Know. Because I said I'd fight him, and he said, "No, no, I'm all set. I'm retired." Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh man! <laughs> Come on, Henry, sign, yeah. sign yeah. on the dotted line. You wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> cringe and the cringy. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Cor- That'd be corny and cringy right there. <laughs> cringy. Uh, he is kind of pretty corny, isn't he? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so okay, so Coca Bana okay. has himself a match with Chris Jericho Alpha. This was a pretty damn good match. Coca Bana had a couple of moments, okay. You would have thought that maybe he was gonna land his special Superman pin. He actually goes for it after several really good runs in this matchup several really good uh, aggressive runs where you actually saw the best of Colcabana perfect moonsault to the outside um dealing with Sammy Guevara dealing with Jake Hager the whole entire match still couldn't pull it off at the end he gets himself a little flippy floppy from the top turnbuckle and misses right into a spinning Judas effect he goes down hard Oh, uh, that's how they. Yeah. Now I'll tell you what would have been a perfect spot is if Colt Cabana would have went for that diving Superman pin and somehow and somehow Chris Jericho did like a little spin Rooney grabbed his legs and put him in the the walls of Jericho. You know, it's oh, funny right. you say that because that's exactly what they did. But Colt Cabana did make it to the ropes. They did that exact okay. thing. Uh, it was pretty good little little set there, but. Um, Cole Cabana really upped his, his ante here in this matchup, and they, they alluded to this because, Ricky, as we're going to talk about here in a minute, um, later on in the show, you got yourself the dark order. So Cole Cabana's getting interviewed, and he's just talking about how, you know, he, he just done, he, okay. he's, he's got a good record. He, he's trying really hard. He's doing pretty good here in AEW, but he, when it comes to the big match, he can't pull the trigger, can't get it done. Well, the absolute best thing they could have done with 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 this whole everything going on with this you got yourself 
Brody Lee come walking in in a suit behind Brody Lee, walking in. You got yourself, um, I don't know his name, but the guy that's in all the commercials, right? At like yeah. a manager. Perfect. Absolutely, that's what this guy needs to be doing. And Brody Lee comes in, puts his hand on Coco Cabana's shoulder, and he's just like, look, man, we're here for you. That's what we're here to do. Um, you know, you, you got the tools. I don't know exactly what the fuck he says, but, you know, we got the tools for you. And, and uh, you know, guess what he does, Alpha? He hands him a bottle. Hopefully, of, hopefully rip straps him right in the Jack Johnson. Nope, nope. He didn't rip strap him right in the Jack Johnson. What he did was he has he has hey, the boy, guy right behind him. Hand him a bottle of water. Looked a little yellow, to be honest. The bottle of water did not look crystal clear. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I looked. Um, but it basically, they gave him gave Coke Cabana a bottle of water, and Coke Cabana drank the water. It was a very symbolic okay. moment. Uh, Ricky, let, please let now. I'm not into the whole conspiracy theory that Tony Khan and AEW is watching this a lot, but this <laughs> a lot. This. <laughs> this this right here is what we talked about. I will say they stole this idea from us. We said from the jump, wouldn't it be cool if we seen the Dark Order take somebody from inception to stardom? And that's what Cole Cabana is going to be. Yep. I'm telling you, the subtlety of his offense against Jericho, how it ramped up, how it was hard, how he took on not only Jericho, he took on uh uh, Santana, uh, Jack, Jake Hager, all that, all that, that oh, yeah, offense, and then he still couldn't get it done. And then when when uh, when he sees Brody Lee, he's still a little apprehensive. And even when they leave him, and he has the water, and he drinks the water, he's like, "That's not something I want to really be part of." I guess. And it, he didn't rule it out, which was great. Which was really good about Colt. Yep. And I think. I think also okay. like to take okay. Colt seriously, you, you he's got to lose that that comedy indies wrestler type. Yeah, thing. this this will put Colt no, Cabana no, 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 over. No, 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 no. It will. No, 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 no. Okay, Colt needs Colt needs that personality. I love that. If he's just another brooding son of a bitch, no. he's like John Moxley. Nobody cares about. No, him. no. There's he, a he difference. Okay, okay. There's a difference. Let me a, speak. Hear him out, Jimmy. Hear him out, Jimmy. Uh, there's a difference because I just got to say this real quick. There's a difference, Alpha, because Colt Cabana, we know him as that. John Moxley has always tried to be that. That what we see. John Moxley wasn't, you know, something different and then being pulled into what we see today. So it's not a revolution for him. And Colt Cabana, we know he's goofy. We know he's silly. We know yeah. he's flippy floppy, whatever he does, right? Now Don't you, take, you think it's too soon? I mean, he's only been in AEW for what two maybe, months, and half of it's been maybe. But we already got terrible. the taste. Let's we already the got the face. taste. I want to hear what the baby face has to say. Well, I'm talking. Oh shit! I forgot. I forgot. Show. Let me tell. Let let the You're baby right. face talk. Okay. You're right. Okay. I, I okay. forgot. I thought I was the baby face for a little bit. I'm sorry. <laughs> so hear me out on this. Colt Cabana needs to go into the dork order. He needs to become part of the thing. He's going to work his way up, but he's going to be a nice guy. He ain't going to be sneezing and, and all that stuff. He's going to work his way up, become a high knight or whatever they call him. And then he's going to challenge Brody Lee, go over on Brody Lee, take over the dork order, and they're going to become the boom, boom, Coke Cabana, boom, boom, order. <laughs> it's going to be the boom, boom, order. 
And that's the what's going to go down. Order. And that's the bottom line. Because I said so. You know, I like that. I, I, I could see, though, also, Cole Cabana in his current state, especially seeing him go up against one of the best of the best in the business ever, seeing him put the, put the, the, the pedal to the metal against Chris Jericho. That's the best Cole Cabana you're going to see. And, and yeah. if they if they if they thought that this Cole Cabana could be a title champion, then then this would have been his moment to go over. Yeah, there is no after with this Cole Cabana if you want to see him as a champion. But what you could do is you could look at this as a six month plan, a twelve month plan. You know, as a smaller company, an early a newer company, uh, a month or two feels like a year or two for WWE. Right, things can change quicker here. So Cole Cabana can get into the Dark Order. He can be brought in. And we can see a new Cole Cabana with a suit and tie. A serious Cole Cabana. We know deep down he's not. But if he makes us believe that he's been converted, makes us believe, then it makes Brody Lee more powerful. Because he's done it to the goofiest fucker on the block. Now, you take Cole Cabana, maybe one or two others, right? Darby Allen or somebody, I don't know. You start pulling in some people with actual emphasis. And, and now you got yourself a team. Now what we talked about for the longest time, how can you make the Dark Order something special? Cole Cabana coming in, right? It turns this thing into something. Now you're going to think. As long as they let him win a match, okay? Let him come in and get the coaching from Brody Lee. Let him rise the ranks. Maybe, maybe go for the TNT title. I don't know. And down the road, he gets that moment where he breaks out and we come back with Cole Cabana. I, I agree with you on, 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 on the story. But the style of his offense and the style of Colt Cabana has to change to fit the story. He has yeah. to get darker. He has to get meaner. He has to. Oh, yeah. There has to be some type of change to see Colt Cabana. And I know Colt Cabana has this following in the Indies where he's such a funny guy. He's he's uh, over over exuberant with with uh, charisma that is on the babyface side. But we also need to hear we there's two sides to each story. There's duality in every man. There has to be that. You know? There, I agree. There has to be a bad side and a good side to each man. And I think the Dark Order can tap into that a little bit and give Cabana some depth so we can see him. And and this can tell his story. They kind of did something similar in WWE with Daniel Bryan and Bray Wyatt, where where he kind of converted him a little bit. I think they can play on that, on yeah. that story being told and, and, and go deeper with more subtlety and tell it right the way it should have been told. Yeah. Um, I hope they do that. I really now, do. I really like, okay, so they started this matchup because Chris Jericho says, you stopped me from punching Mike Tyson in the face and I was going to kill Mike Tyson, but you stopped me. And that's, what's, that's what caused this matchup now. Alpha, getting Mike Tyson in the mix. It seems like you would think, that they must have some type of contract with Tyson so that him and Jericho are going to fight in the future. It seems like they're setting that up. I don't uh, want to see that. I, I do, uh, even if it's just a quick one, um, because it brings the validity to the AEW. I mean, this is the kind of stuff that Tony Khan's trying to make happen, uh, e- even if it's just a silly matchup. Uh, this is the type of stuff that all these big organizations that have that entertainment aspect, getting Mike Tyson, who's coming back, he's big money, even if he's yawning. Actually, trying to do a professional wrestling match. The other day when they were sizing each other up, he was like, "He was being so bad." But uh, you know, I, I see it happening. I, or, or maybe one of these other guys getting in. But it, it's big money for both sides, and Tony Khan's got that money. And so, so think about this, okay? They're setting it up. 
uh, funniest thing, Alpha. This was a great moment, okay? Chris Jericho, after the match, Cole Cabana's gone. Chris Jericho in the ring, and he's saying, you know what? I don't want to wait. I want Mike Tyson right now. Right now, I want the baddest man in the planet right now. I saw that. Get me the baddest man in the planet. And out comes the one and only Orange Cassidy. And he walk on down the ring. He does a little funny thing. He puts Chris Jericho's hands in his belt buckles. And then he does a little dodgy poo. Flips outside the ring. And yeah. then just stands there against the side. Brothers, or the best friends, just lift him up like a lift champion. Him over. Oh, man, it was a pretty good segment. Um, and that puts up a, uh, sets up a matchup for next week. You got yourself the best friends versus the inner circle with uh, Jake yeah. Hager and, uh, and um, Ortiz and Santana. I think that's going to be a fun matchup. They're oh, doing a lot. Oh, man. So it's going to be Hager and... Uh... It's gonna be Hager and Orange. Hager and oh, Orange. Oh, I mean, oh. No, they're setting it up. It's you don't think that's they're gonna no oh, no no no. That's too early. They haven't they haven't alluded to it at all. They've done on online. I didn't even think. I didn't even think about that. We're gonna get ourselves the best brothers. Bro squad. That would be so cool if it all got into a melee. The best friends in the in the Santana Ortiz and then Orange Cassidy and old Jake Hager ended up just walking out with each other, like high-fiving or something. I mean, I see this, the end here. I see the end of the inner circle coming. Um, I don't I don't know. I mean, because I feel like they're very powerful, very profitable, and money money drives everything. They say in WWE, merch sales is, is the, the top dog, but let's face it. Anywhere Jericho goes, it's merch sales. So maybe maybe they're going to change it out, give give Jericho to another group. Like the Dark Order or something. It, it's 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 coming. It's coming, but it's going to be systematic. Yeah. And but they did the thing with Sammy too. This, with, yeah, the that's where it's going to start. Is is Sammy Guevara is looking for a baby face turn, and it is going to be huge. Well, they might have they might have queued it up with they the uh, with yeah. the Matt Hardy thing, the Hardy yeah, party. <laughs> I can't imagine. I think that would be a fucking awesome staple. I was thinking about that after I saw it. Um, they talk about Matt Hardy and the, and the private party, and private party is just a, a really energetic team. And I like seeing the Matt Hardy with the you know the oh they were making fun of the oh and the, all that. I love it. And then he come out the door after talking to you know this we're talking about uh, Matt Hardy here, but the version of Matt Hardy with the Hardy Boys. He come out the door and outside the door, who do you got? You got yourself, Sammy Gabar. And Matt Hardy says to him, I forgive you or something like that, right? He said, we're, we're, we're cool we're or cool. something, and then much respect. And then he does the old Taekwondo back. Yeah. Namaste. So, yeah, I, nah, yeah, that was it. Namaste. And so we're seeing, we're seeing uh, you know, a little bit of, uh, of that aspect there. Obviously, that could be a, a feud, right? Or it could be yeah. a team. I wouldn't I, mind I seeing love, that team. I love the way EW does that. Where it could be, it could be a match or it could be a, a, a faction. You don't know which. It leaves it open ended, and, and they have room to play. And they do that really, really well with AEW. AEW is fucking perfect at this. And and this this will lead into the to the to the very first match that we need to talk about because I'm I'm a I'm gonna give it away right now. This was this was the best match for me. It had to be. Uh, Kenny Omega and Adam Page taking on Jimmy Havoc and Kip Sabian. This match was pay-per-view quality. It was pay-per-view a match. quality. You know, I mean, I, this tag team. Everything. This, let me ask you too. Oh shit! 
Okay. While well, he's getting my, his shit together, ears. I'll tell you real quick, Alpha. Alpha, this shit was awesome. I mean, they had uh, Havoc beat beat up Kenny Omega with a wrench. I mean, okay. <laughs> they, 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 Kip Sabian and Jimmy Havoc have to be the best heel tag team that AEW has right now. They are, the and they're working they, together very well. The way the chemistry was and how they manipulated the ref to not see things and still keep things um, kind of legal was very, very done perfectly. Now, I, Ricky. It's Ricky. damn good. Yes, sir. What the hell is all these circles all over Kenny Omega's back? I mean, okay. is this snake oil or is this something I need to go get uh, circles all over my back? I think you could on? benefit from it. I think you could benefit from it, Jimmy. It might take all that corn oil out of your. Out no, of your I won't be doing that, Dan. I won't be doing that. Foreplay, I think, don't you? Huh? Get those from foreplay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who's sucking that? In big old giant circle mouth. <laughs> be but, Nyla Rose. All right, so in this matchup, Alpha, I believe, uh, Alpha, I believe you watched this match. I don't know if you fell asleep during it or not, or, or I TNT fell asleep was before they even walked out the damn curtain. So, so on this matchup here, uh, there was a great, a great, great moment, Ricky. I love this part. Adam Page in the ring, Kip Sabian getting his ass kicked, falls down. Cue that up, cue that up. Mind you, Adam Page did the hot tag, so he's just coming in and whipping ready to go ass when he does this. Ready to go. Off the corner comes Penelope <laughs> with the the Huracan oh. Rana. He fucking okay. catches her as she's whipping around. And he turns, he looks at the referee. He goes, what do I do? He's like, what is she doing? He's like, she's trying to Huracan Rana me. What do I do? And he's like, drop her. So he drops her on the floor. That was beautiful. It was so perfect. He's ref right now. He looks at Adam Page and goes, drop her. <laughs> <laughs> so she dro- so he drops her, she falls out, and then he kicks her out, and uh, everyone's freaking out. Uh, just a really, really funny moment. What do I do? Um, you know, he said drop her. And then yeah, I seen he tweeted. I seen he tweeted. He said that lady tried to give me a hurricane rana, but I didn't really have time for that. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then after right after that, um, they, they uh, uh, habit comes in with the ranch and and as a. Uh, Peter Lope is walking to the back. Uh, JR is like, well, why did they have to get rid of her? We didn't want her to leave. He's like, Tony, you're going to have to talk to the ref and figure out why he's kicking her out because we don't we don't, don't want to see her leave. He just couldn't. <laughs> JR can't help himself. He's got to be that age. Uh, he could be her grandfather. He's right there. So, I so love they from JR. They were close to hitting that finisher on him, huh? They were close. Oh, yeah. So did oh. he like power bomb her ass, or did he just like he like, just he tossed just her. her, like Pilope. she was a sack of potatoes? <laughs> just let go, and she hit her head, rolled on the ground, rolled out the ring. It was, it was, it was perfect. Ring. It was perfect spot. Um, they even got uh, Havoc, Jimmy Havoc, running in with a European uppercut, going, "Sure you can." I mean, <laughs> the, the whole match was just solid. Yeah. Uh, so Kenny Omega sitting on the top rope. And and he just had he just had uh, Kip Kip Sabian in the face, so Kip's rolling on the ground, and out of nowhere, I mean Jimmy Havoc comes running across the ring, hits him with the biggest European uppercut I've ever seen, and as he's doing it, you can hear him audibly going, "Hurrican, <laughs> It was pretty funny. Uh, we even got a poison Rana 
from Kip to Omega that was pretty Ooh. solid, pretty well done. That was um, perfect. And, and, and Don't Jimmy, even try to talk good about that little bitch, Kip. Jimmy Havoc, no, Kip is my new best friend. Now, I tell oh, you, this this match made me love Kip Sabian because Kip Sabian gets to love on Penelope, and I love me some Penelope. I'll tell you that much. But, but even, but even, runs pisses me off. I can even love, I can even love on Jimmy Havoc because Jimmy Havoc gets to sit in the next room because they live together while Kip Sabian is playing his Call of Duty on his, his PlayStation or Xbox while Penelope is sitting in his lap. And I just think that it would be great to smell Jimmy Havoc's hair because he's so close to Penelope, if you know what I'm saying. Now, okay. Jimmy Havoc came at this team with a hacksaw. <laughs> yeah, really? A yeah. hacksaw. And I don't know if in this is foreshadowing. I don't know if this is foreshadowing, but if next week we see Hacksaw Jim Duggan, I'm just going to lose it. I'm just going to lose it. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, he, he missed the he missed the the saw and tossed it on out of the ring. And then, um, then they went back and forth, and Adam Page and Omega traded uh, finishing moves and hit the whole thing. It was great. It was absolutely great. What well, what did they name that finisher? The final score. The last, the call. last call. I uh, love it. Yeah, it, and it is it, done. It's done really good. Really on good. the on the spot, Alpha. What's better than the last call? I'll be right the last back. Call will be a perfectly all right, brother. The last call will be a perfectly fine finisher for just Hangman, but. Old, old Omega don't even drink alcohol, bro. Well, that's the a kind of like a bar reference. That's kind of the joke because that you know they always do the whole thing with the drinking the milk and the, the whatever. It's a joke. It's a play. But these two don't have no beef no more, and they took the belts at the end of the match and they cheersed the belts. They cheersed them. Okay. Um, I, the one thing I gotta say, I don't like that they just kind of. The, they better get into uh, why. They had the beef. I hope uh, Hangman gets to at least explain himself or something, but maybe, maybe it just didn't get good ratings. I don't know. Uh, um, I like that. they just drop the beef thing? That, I guess. You know, maybe they just had such a good match, the last thing. Maybe that was supposed to be the end. Maybe they had a plan for that big giant match, the cage match they were going to do between Inner Circle. But, um, you know, maybe, maybe they just said, you know what, let's just move on with that storyline. That's what it felt like because they did a good you job. they are just carrying on the the – because I know they had to have – they said the reason they didn't do that um, War Games match or whatever it was called yeah. was because of uh, they didn't have a crowd. That's why they didn't. They needed the crowd there. Well, they also couldn't put 10 people in the same room at that point, uh, you know, they, because of the I know, but I'm saying, like, are they going to redo that match? When I don't think so. I, I think together? the Stadium Stampede was the end result of that because it was the same crew, the same group. Uh, I just think – I think they just got bigger. They went bigger. Instead of having two rings, they took a giant football stadium and had two stadiums instead. I think that was the thing. Um, but now we got a setup, right? We got the, the number one contenders for the tag team championships, which is the best friends going up against Hangman Page and uh, Kenny Omega. That's coming up at Fighter Fest, whenever the hell that is. That was supposed to be in okay. England. I'm hoping it's going to be right here in Jacksonville so I can go and represent with the Stars and Stripes and the Corn. And now I want you both to understand one thing. Jimmy Thompson has a new sponsor. Oh, Lord. America. 
America has decided to sponsor me, and I just want to say thank you, you to everybody serious? out there. I am not kidding. Look at, do you notice something? Okay. Now he already done got his first check, brother. It was like twelve hundred dollars, wasn't it? Twelve hundred dollars. You think that they'd pay me twelve hundred dollars? I told them I don't need no money. You just buy me this suit, and I'll uh, gladly, I will gladly endorse right. America. All right. If that ain't the most heelish shit I've ever seen in my life right now, but uh, I, I we're not getting into that because I that that'd be too deep, too. <laughs> The shit, the bullshit has went up to here right now. Like, good lord! <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> oh shit. So okay, so let's see. We talked oh. about the hang the tag team matchup. We got ourselves the champions. They continue to win. They're gonna go on and fight it fast. Uh, we had the promo between Spears and Blanche. We had the the match with Brian Cage and Sean Dean. I don't, you know, not a whole lot to talk about here. Brian Cage just come on in. He's a big old beast taking a lot of steroids. He's a massive dude. Uh, I like how they call him the machine. Ricky, what are you thinking so, about about this man? So th- this is what I got. Uh, this is what Taz always wanted to be as a wrestler. And and now that he gets to manage him, he gets to mold him a little bit. Yeah. But he is such a statue that it falls flat. We need to see some expression from Brian Cage. That dude's facial hair. I gotta say something. If you if you could imagine a man, imagine a man with a nice thick goatee, nice yeah. thick goatee, and, and in Adobe Photoshop we do a thing called invert. Okay. You take that goatee. And you select the whole area of the beard, and you just do it invert. That no, man, you, you know who he is, right? That, that's not even you know much. Got that off of? Lash Larue. You guys remember that gimmick? I do. Oh shit, that's yeah, a long Larue. time ago. Lash Larue, brother. Wow, interesting. I wouldn't have caught that. <laughs> but um, that's, one yeah, thing I, that's Lash. He's been doing. He's been on the cycle for a few years, and, and here, you Lash guys didn't Larue. know that Lash. I remember Lash Liver. Now, okay, so I got to say, uh, we've been talking a lot of smack about uh, John Moxley for a while now, and this right here is the feud for John Moxley, I think, because John Moxley feels it. I believe John Moxley feels this feud. Um, and I'm just going to say, he, he come on out at the end of this matchup, and he talked. He, he, this was, in my opinion, the best John Moxley on the mic that I have seen in AEW. He had a purpose. He had a, 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 a an air about him that made uh, made sense. He's saying he wants this fight. He's not trying to run from it. He's saying he likes the fact that this is the machine, and he likes the fact that his challenge is going to be tough. That's okay. You know, we're get. You can't go from A to Z without getting to B, and this is step B for John Moxley. We've been talking about this for a while. He's finally taking those steps. I'm interested to see this matchup because now John Moxley is giving us a reason. The reason is he knows it's going to be a battle. He knows it's going to be tough. And, and, and if he wants to fight with the world championship, then it's going to be against the baddest man. And this man does look like the baddest man. Now, I got to say one other thing. The, the next step, C, is not, it's not AEW Duck. So <laughs> I don't know what the hell's going on here. Maybe it's just for fun. Maybe they know that John Moxley ain't bringing the ratings and they're trying to give him some training. I, I honestly, I have no idea. But I, 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 what I saw from him this week, I liked it a lot. It's just was he doing any direction. of this this week? 
No, he wasn't doing all that weird stuff. No, he wasn't. Not, not that bad. Not Ricky. No, not that bad. He was just talking. He was just talking, and he's like, you know what? Bring it. Bring it, because look what you got. And he's like, he was acting like a champion. He's like, you know what? Don't you fucking talk about my name unless you know you're going to get me to come on out here and kick your ass. He wasn't afraid. They said, if you step tasses, if you step in this ring, you better know what's going to happen to you. And Moxie was like, okay, and fucking got in the ring. He ain't afraid. I liked that. And I know that's Moxie's attitude, but it all came together where the purpose is like, he's here to make a stand. And maybe I'm just seeing too much, but I really thought that this was the right move for the Moxie that we've been seeing and we've been talking about. So I do believe that they've been listening again. They've been listening to, 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 to the three of us talk about this and, and give suggestions. My suggestion is if he's going to be on AEW Dark, he better do something so drastic and so crazy that everyone tunes in because we wonder what the fuck went down. Maybe that's the only reason he's going to be on AEW Dark this time. But he has already been there, Tony Schiavone. So when you're watching this, just remember, you can't get one thing past us. <laughs> Hell yeah. So let's move on. We got we we talked about Brian Cage. We talked about the Omega Havoc match. We talked about Cole Cabana, Jericho. Then then we get th- this Britt Baker promo. <laughs> that was a good promo. I mean, she is. This is a training montage. The only thing that it was missing was Eye of the Tiger. <laughs> did you see this one? Did you see the the recap of this, Alpha? I did. I did. No, I didn't. It was just really funny. It's like they were in a facility, like a like a rehab facility, and she's in a a chair or a, a wheelchair. A Rolls Royce. A Rolls R O L L S Rolls Royce, and yeah, she she's the role model R O L L. They really played it up, and she's doing all these simple things, and every time she does them, she's acting like she's made a giant accomplishment. And you got yourself that personal trainer, the the medic, and he's in there like, what the fuck am I doing? Uh, half the time, the, the girl's pushing Reba. She's pushing her. Um, Reba. <laughs> you know, a simple one-minute promo from from, uh, from Britt Baker really goes a long way. And she just continues <laughs> to be fucking hilarious. And she continues to put herself and bring her stock up higher and higher, even without even an injury can't keep her down. And I just loved it. Man, I'm telling you what. It, it was perfect. And the icing on the cake was Tony Schiavone cheering her on like come on yeah come on go on <laughs> it was great it was it was great she's lifting two pound like weights giving her the guns and all that it was oh man it was really well done was really good. Really i like good. how on their toes they were with with this whole angle they did a much better job with this than the than the mjf cover-up yeah <laughs> the yeah, cover-up heard around the world uh even uh so Kind of funny you mentioned MJF because this this promo led us into the Big Swole Nyla Rose match, which was a good back and forth matchup between these two women. Uh, Big Swole really getting some uh, some TV time. Uh, man, Anna J looking on from the side. Good Lord, Lordy, 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 get that woman in the ring. Uh, Anna J just looking like a million dollars. And you got yourself uh, Big Swole just absolutely putting on a hurting to Nyla Rose, but Nyla Rose, you can't keep her down. She's so strong. She's so big. She's so devastating. She ends up winning this matchup with her, her, uh, her, her bomb, whatever she calls it, beast bomb. And, uh, Tony goes ahead after the matchup and interviews, interviews Big Swole. And 
Britt Baker sitting there on the side. Big Spoles talking about how, you know, she, she's been gone for a couple of months because of all the stuff going on. She just needs to get back into it. And even though she didn't win here, you know, she's trying to be, all of a sudden Britt Baker tells uh, Reba to drive into her. To, to literally drive into her with with her Rolls Royce. <laughs> she doesn't actually make it happen. So then Big Swole starts going after her. Rip Baker drives off. And you got MJF staying five feet away. And he says, whoa, girl, chill. And she looks right at him and was like, shut your fucking mouth. <laughs> like they had this little, little interaction, which was really funny. And then MJF's like, okay, okay. And he goes, I'm blaming this on you, Tony. <laughs> I'm blaming this on you, Shivani. Just a really funny interaction. Like MJF didn't do a whole lot this week, but even his one second is just perfect. So, oh, man. Um, really good matchup, though. Just me, big swole looking like a fucking Power Ranger. Yeah, yeah, she looking Power Ranger. She's she's solid. I like Big Swole a lot. Coming from Clearwater, Florida. Outfitter. Yeah, she's wearing this yellow yellow Power Ranger top with uh, shorts. And back. she's got like he's back. Uh, her swole thing right on a in a diamond shape, and she's got yellow diamond boots. I mean, I know I've noticed they like to do that with some of the outfits. Uh, what was that one? Who was that one woman that um, Nyla had the table match a long time ago? She Rhea. had no, 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 a long time ago. Oh, you're talking about um, she was wearing the Dragon Ball Z. Shannon. Yeah, they, I've noticed, ah. Shannon. Yeah, I've noticed they they'll do that every once. The Encyclopedia like Jimmy Tanaka play. right here. Jimmy Tanaka, <laughs> get the fuck out of here. <laughs> they, do the, <laughs> they do. Yeah, you gotta stand right on the pink Power Ranger, Grampy back. Where is Shanna? Mother Effer, I got my weapon right here. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa! Put that whoa, hot whoa. dong away. Put that hot dong away. Oh it ain't God. a hot dog, it's a turnstone pile drug. You got me again. I can't believe you fooled me twice, but shame on me. You won't fool me a third trash. Oh, yeah, they do. I've noticed a few times they've done like uh, kind of like cosplay with their outfits and stuff. Yeah, actually, um, uh, during the pay per view, uh, what's her name there? Uh, uh, the champion. Uh, she she don't wrestle for one week. I forget a goddamn name. What's her name? Sheeta? She she dressed. Sheeta? Yeah, that's right. Sheeta. She dressed as uh as uh, Tifa from Final Fantasy. I did not know that until afterwards. But she was cosplaying while she won herself the championship belt. Yep. Red and dresses up like uh, the other Final Fantasy girl. So okay, so we had a couple of uh, promos that happened that were just quick. We had a Lance Archer promo and a dump. Dump that, looked, that was actually pretty good. Perfect. That was perfect. Talking, well, that, okay. This was good. This was good to about eighty-five percent. I really. Lance Archer. They cut to a camera in the middle of a dump, but Lance Archer just beating oh, the hell out of a luchador. Okay. What was that? I don't know. But Jake the Snake's standing there, and they're both beating the shit out of a, of a luchador. And someone comes up to him to interview him, and and. Uh, it's the uh, I forget the guy's name. It's the, the the one we haven't seen a whole lot of. The guy that does the 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 interviews, yeah. and uh, Jake the Snake is apologizing to that man because Lance Archer wanted to take his head off too. Yeah, Jake the Snake shouldn't be apologizing. Really, really scared. Yeah, Jake don't need to be apologizing to nobody. He should have licked his neck or something just to weird him out. Jake Jake looked like a frail old man in there. Jake, you can't be doing that. You can't be apologizing to nobody. You're the snake. Now Lance Archer's promo. Was out of the eighty-five percent. If you take this down, it would have been one hundred and ten. Lance Archer killed it with this promo. I thought he he nailed it. 
Everybody dies. Everybody dies. Well, who's going to hold the camera, Lance? <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Oh, that reminds me. Oh, that reminds me. That's my spot of the night right here. <laughs> Dwayne Johnson posted some shit a while back about he's the only one in the in the gym right now. He wakes up before everybody and this and that. And then uh, it's a picture of him. And it's like, hold up. You didn't take this picture. Somebody took this picture, mother effer. You said it's only you. <laughs> I looked at the comments on that shit. There was hundreds of people on there like, who took the picture? And then he re-replied. It's like, okay, somebody was there with me. I'm fucking crying. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm gravy back. <laughs> what are you giggling at, brother? He said Jimmy T ate Kool-Aid man's ass. <laughs> Jimmy T. Jimmy T don't drink no Kool-Aid. Jimmy T. <laughs> Only drinks beer and corn. <laughs> Paid for by America. That's right. Oh, that was so an extra six hundred dollars a week at a time. I don't take no money from America. This is tax free right here. America said we're sponsoring you, and I said, "Don't you give me a dollar." <laughs> you take the money you're gonna give me, and you give it to corn. <laughs> <laughs> Can never have not enough corn. So, okay, there was another. There was another promo. Um, they are not doing Darby Allen any justice with these promos. Darby Allen gets uh, a little tiny promo where they ask him about the. Do you think that these uh, promos from Taz a couple weeks ago? You know, uh, I don't even know what the hell he's trying to say, but like, you know, now he's got Brian Cage. Do you think that could have been you or something like that? And Darby Allen says. Go ahead. Life is one big joke. However, Cage, I'll get the last laugh. He walks away. What the fuck? Come on. Give Darby Allen a spot. Is he injured? Is he hurt? I mean, after that casino ladder match, I believe so. He, he I mean, any one of those 10, 12 spots that Cage put him through, I mean, that would have put anybody else out. I mean, yeah. he did do that skateboard one right off the bat, and that could have seriously effed him up. I read a funny comment online. Funny, funny comment I online. Agree. The comment online said, "Oh, that's the safest move he could have done all night because if you're a skateboarder, you know how to land." <laughs> I thought that was the funniest comment I've ever read. <laughs> Fucking guys jumping off over top of a ladder. 15 feet in the air with a skateboard onto another ladder and twist his fucking leg in half. We watched it with our own eyes. The guy obviously didn't <laughs> wrestle the rest of the match until the very end. Um, yeah, he fucked himself up quick, right off the gate. That the <laughs> skateboarders that don't jump on ladders. It's a stupid thing to say. Yeah. He's an idiot. Yeah, yes, he's dumb. But long story short, I mean, they need to be doing more Darby Allen. I don't, I really want to get away from this, uh, I guess, you know, maybe if you look at Jimmy Thompson, you understand. I like power. I like, I like people like Brian Cage coming on in just taking what's theirs. I like seeing people. Um, I don't like these little, like, I'm going to sit in the corner and cry. I just don't. I never got around to, to, to liking Raven. Uh, and people love it. 
fine. Okay, maybe we need that. But Darby Allen has more to him. Get dark, Darby Allen. Get in, reach inside the gullet. Pull out those stones and show us what you got. Because we know you can fly. I watch you doing a thing with Brandy Rhodes online. You're over here cooking. You're over here cooking. And you're talking Darby about Allen Darby Brandy? Allen. He was on that show. And he God, talked about. Tell me he had his face painted on there. Nope. And he says the worst thing he ever done in his life was eat a whole bunch of hot sauce or something. And then taking a shit was like the worst thing. Come on, Darby Allen. The worst thing you ever done in your life was pretend that you're crying every time you get in the ring and sit in the corner. That's the worst thing you ever done in your life. <laughs> uh, Darby Allen's getting darker, man. I want to see Darby darker. Allen turn into like just Leviathan or something. Just come on out. He's 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 gonna be a hell of a heel when he goes. I have. I've be been hitting the gym. <laughs> oh, Gravy back in the chat is just is killing it tonight. He he's is on fire. So we got one thing left to talk about, and this is the main event of the evening, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. We got ourselves Jungle Boy versus Cody Rhodes. Ricky, can you set this one up for Alpha because he did not get to see this awesome 100%. matchup? What a hundred percent. So Cody Rhodes comes out and <clears throat> he's doing his Cody Rhodes thing. He wants to be John Cena 2.0. He's going to be putting on this TNT title and putting it up every week. Now he's going to be doing it and it starts off. Jungle boy gets in and he's doing his whole, like, you know, thing, his jungle boy thing, which is good. And I'll tell you what, jungle boy had some great, great offense and going back and forth. And I know that corny motherfucker is sleeping right now, but we can we can talk over him. <laughs> so he was he he comes in and Jungle Boy's going back and forth with Cody. And then Cody, they they roll on the outside after they're done a bunch of bunch of movesets. Then Cody comes up and tries to start headbutting Jungle Boy. He headbutts him and then he puts him over to the wall like that little announcer wall next to the stairs and goes to headbutt him and jungle boy moves out the way and Cody Rhodes slams right into the, right into the wall. And then jungle boy rolls out of the way and starts uh jaw jacking with MJF and bringing that feud up, which it did a really, that nice was really good. When jungle boy goes over there and starts talking to MJF, I just thought that was one of the best parts of the, the night where jungle boy is really just getting up in his face, not showing any fear. And MJF just comes along. He's like, come on, brother. I was sitting there thinking to myself, this is going to be just an amazing moment. We're going to see jungle boy win the belt because MJF is going to somehow get involved. And then jungle boy is going to join the new world of, of the four horsemen. He's going to kick Luchasaurus in the face. He's going to turn around to Marco Stun. He's going to take a razor blade. And he's going to cut his head right off. He's going to go ahead right, and he's going to say, I'm right, the jungle. All right, Ricky, all right. Ricky, continue, okay. continue, continue. Okay. So, so Cody's over there blading his head. And I'm not even sure if it was a blade or if it was actual blood, fake blood, because it didn't, it didn't continue to bleed. It just was a mask of red on half of his face. And you could see he fucked up and, and put it in his eyes because he really couldn't see for like the rest of the match. And do you think they're going to the color too much? I feel like I feel like yeah. I'm starting to feel that. Well, it is. And and I think it's a little tribute to his father cuz his father did that excessively. I mean, okay. if you look at Dusty Rhodes when when he was in WWE at the end when he was doing the NXT, you just seen lines on his forehead from where he used to blade. I mean, it was it he just 
did it. That was that was his whole thing back then. Um, and he was he's going he's going back and forth. What's Kenny, up? wake your ass up. We got a show to do here, and you're sitting there sleeping. We got responsibilities on this show, and we can't just have you sleeping while you're trying to, to do a show here. Virgil, here's the thing. I challenge you to a match. It's going to be for this belt, and if you come to me, I will lay down in that ring, and you can have it. I know you're old, and I know you don't want to tumble no more. But if I have to come to you, you are going to tumble like a weed. But if you come to me, well then, Virgil, this belt is yours. Where were we? What was going on? I was sleeping like the Alpha. Ah! <laughs> we got responsibilities to this show, and we can't just have you sleeping on it. I'm a little dizzy, gotta be honest. I'm a little dizzy from sitting up so fast. Alpha. I think you were talking what? a little bit about uh, Cody Rhodes blading too much, and I tell you what, if you I, watch I yourself, does it? But I, I think it's just AEW as a whole. Do you have to go to the color every single episode? But Ricky yes. was saying that it's it's an homage to old. Yeah, uh, but also, if you think back to some of the best matches in WWE history, or whatever, uh, you remember when Bret Hart busted open Stone Cold? Well, that was that gave was him the, the sharpshooter. But that was the first uh, color match that was non-pay-per-view in WWE. That's why that was significant. But but you don't have to have color in every match to make it good. We've had but why not? a lot of good matches. But why not? Okay. Think, of, think of that tag team match between the Young Bucks and uh, the Hangman and Omega. Right. No color. And that was the best cash damn match I've ever seen. Ray Ray Phoenix and Ray Pentagon Jr. I don't think you need they color in every match. I just think that I think it can add to it, and I think they're Stadium trying to stampede. No color. Well, Alpha, this whole matchup here is exactly what we're Whoa, talking about with Jungle cool. Boy. Think about this for a second. Two three weeks ago, we say you got to take one of these guys. You got to take Luchasaurus. You got to put him over. You got to take Marco Stunt. You got to let him beat a big man. You got to take Jungle Boy and put him in a big time matchup. What does he do a week later? He wins a goddamn rumble. Okay, what does he do yeah. a week later? He's fighting Cody Rhodes, main event, bust Cody open, over here pushing around MJF, still keeping the beef. Okay, I'm going to tell you right now, they listen, and they're listening good, because Jungle Boy is a superstar. I like me some Jungle Boy and some Luchasaurus, and I don't care for Marco Stunt, because I hope I, I get like a chance boy. in the ring with Marco Stunt. Get in here, Marco Stunt. I want to throw you around like you're Jungle Razor Boy shot. is a perfectly fine person. I don't like his look. He's got to change that up. Yeah, he's he too to too fit over. for you there, Alpha. <laughs> too what? Too fit. Looking a little too good. No, it's like he's got like Peter Pan's boots on. And he, I mean, you don't go home to it's Star Tarzan. every evening looking like Peter Pan over here. It's Look Tarzan. At bad, Look at these bad boys. Boys raised by wolves. What are you talking about? He's a Tarzan. He's over here. Guys, growing up around the jungle. He don't know how to dress. Yeah, got, got crazy ass hair. Okay, what was that video you sent me that one time? That guy had oh, 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 oh. don't talk about that video. El he's Gigante, got, he's got oh, hair, nasty corner. You guys sending one another all that going on. What oh, Ricky, don't tell me you've never seen El Gigante before. You know who I'm talking about. Yeah, oh, okay, I have seen El Gigante. <laughs> yes, yeah, we, he's got to start looking like that. I really like, you know, I love the whole team. I'm joking with Marco Stunt. I will fight you in the ring, um, but uh, 
you know, the whole the whole Jurassic Express is just a team I really want to see pushed. Um, I don't I know why they freaking. they make Luchasaurus look like a jobber out there. Uh, this yeah. guy is the champion. I think it's just fix your mask. I'm going to say it every week. I like your mask. Just take it off. We know you're in a fucking dinosaur. Just take it off. Every match. Come no, on get out. Get a better one. Get a no. better one. I, he ain't an ugly dude. I've seen him. I synced him online. Jimmy Thompson pulled up that man's I, face. He was in a reality television show. He's just great. a normal looking dude. Paint your face. I don't know. Do half like uh, half the rosters over there doing half your face. At the end of this matchup, okay, we got ourselves a good matchup back and forth. Really, really good. I, I like this matchup a lot. They had a big spot in this matchup. They had themselves a table spot. They had themselves a suplex from the top. Okay. That suplex was damn good. That Cody, was damn good. Cody suplex. saved his life, and both guys were really good on yeah. that. Look, so Cody did did a stalling suplex off the top rope with Jungle Boy, and he took his time bringing Help. him up. I mean, he brought him from a sitting position to a full vertical position, and it took him all of eight seconds to bring him all the way to the top, and he did it slow, and then. Fell slow, and, and Jungle Boy ducked his, tucked his chin right at the very end. I mean, it was perfectly Super. done. Ve I mean, that technically speaking, looking at wrestling, that was done really, really well. Okay. Then the table spot, they're both standing on the top turnbuckle, fighting it out, and uh, I Jungle. Think, I think that was a botch. No, that was Go good. Ahead. Yeah, I Go mean, they're just. Fighting it out, and Jungle Boy kind of pushed him, and they both just went both at the same time through a table on the side of the ring. I, I don't think that was a botch at all. I thought, because the way the way they were working on top of the ring, I thought that uh, Jungle Boy was going to, it looked like he was trying to set up like some type of Hurricane Rana or some some type of move. If they pull a Hurricane Rana off the top of that, no, I don't want to see that. And then they fell. <laughs> I, think, I think it was just, I don't know. Let's not give them any ideas. We know they're watching. <laughs> I don't want to see Jungle Boy all damn night. I don't want to see Jungle Boy die. But listen, <laughs> this is a good matchup. The two go at it. At the end, uh, Jungle Boy, they both get back into the ring. Cody Rhodes busted wide open, hits a, a devastating crossroads. I mean, just one of the strongest crossroads you've seen. Jungle Boy sold it so well. Flippy floppy up over the top. Legs hit the ropes, everything. The pin, the one, two, three. Out come the Jurassic Express. Out come the Nightmare Circle Collective or whatever the hell they call themselves. The Nightmare Circle Collective. Yep. I like that. And, and I love the fact that Dustin Rhodes put on that fucking makeup, one half his head, for fucking eight seconds of coming on out to help his brother. <laughs> Hold on, brother. I ain't going to stand in Was your corner. Was he wearing the latex as well? Or? Nope, just for fucking dressing, just a normal dress outfit with the uh, <laughs> neck up. You could even see he stopped right here, just half his face. Uh, QT I gotta ask something about that. Okay, yeah, okay. Here. He used to have the gold dust, and he was like a weird character. There was like a gimmick to that. Yes. Why does he paint his face with absolutely no gimmick? I mean, it's not even. He's got that latex body body suit and all that. There's nothing about it. There's no story behind it. There's no reasoning to it's it. The homage it to gold no dust. It's, that's why yeah, it's half. It's, he say that's that's the yeah. It's it's the homage to his character that made him who he is. Yeah, he hated friend. gold dust. Huh? He hated gold dust. He hated gold dust. That's why he changed it. It's not gold anymore. He liked the Sith aspect of it. Like he he's a Star Wars fanatic. I think he liked gold dust at the beginning of gold dust. I think he liked gold dust when he, it first came out. He hated gold dust. Even from the beginning? 
Yeah, because he was so. Um, what did they, he was such a gosh damn good character. They he, won he had Gold to Dust. Come, come around on that. They won all those. Um, if you remember when Gold Dust first came out, they did months of uh, filming from like yeah. the dressing rooms and shit. Like he was watching everybody. And the day one gold dust, one of the best entrances and moments as my childhood, my, my whole childhood career of watching wrestling. When gold dust came on out, <laughs> you, I thought revealed it was a little much here, buddy. You it was absolutely one of the funniest and best gimmicks I had ever seen. I, I just don't even know. And uh, we're not going to get into it, but uh, he had a great I feud mean, with Jerry the King Lawler. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, when a Not heel is a heel, you get yourself a heel. Yeah. And I'm yeah. a heel today. Next week, you're going to go back to regular televised programming, Jimmy Thompson, big old smile on his face. You're going to get the happy-go-lucky Jimmy Thompson that you always love and see. This week, I so apologize. That- Shut your mouth. <laughs> All right, you can Bring speak. You can speak. Go ahead, Alpha. So what you're saying is he only does that because he's paying – respect to gold dust but he likes star wars so he's kind of like half gold dust <laughs> and half darth maul and next thing we know he's wearing a latex bodysuit as well yep but why does he wear the latex bodysuit for for the whole gold dust thing it's probably super fucking comfortable in the ring for his fat belly <laughs> i mean let's just be real and, and he, he you ever wear yourself some sweatpants yep yep he has to cover up his tattoos <laughs> And if you noticed, like, in AEW, as soon as he got there, he took the sleeves off of him so he could show his tattoos. Yeah, I, I tell you what. You know, you know, these women walking around in their, their spandex pants when they go running. You ever put yourself on some spandex pants, Alpha? You ever, you ever, oh, you yeah. ever put yourself on some sleeves that just cup the nuts just perfectly? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Uh, it's comfy. It's a comfy thing. I wish that uh, I was, uh, you know, growing up in Seattle. That's not spandex. That is rubber. <laughs> that is half rubber, half leather. That can't be comfortable at all. He's probably, could you imagine the sweat dripping down his back inside that outfit? I couldn't even imagine. He probably got himself, uh, he probably collects it down by his ankles and drinks it at the end of the matchup, probably. <laughs> maybe anyway, maybe okay. QT Marshall drinks it. I don't know. Okay. Okay. So getting back to this Cody versus Jungle Boy match, Jungle Boy <laughs> sold it really well. <laughs> and. And the thing that this did <laughs> was not only did it keep keep the whole the whole thing of the TNT Championship in Cody's hands, but it sold a feud between Jungle Boy and MJF. And that that's really what you want to do. You want to put over these new guys that don't have a feud. And I think that's what's go- that's what's going to happen next week when Cody takes on uh, hey, yo. Mark Quinn or Mark Mark K. Quinn. Or I don't can know you, how can you believe that Mark Quinn is getting a TNT title shot? I was going to mention that. Why? I mean, I can't wait for it, but I don't understand it. I don't understand it either. Did you guys also notice they've been watching WWE? They've been watching your boy's Ivar skits that he's been doing where they're going around playing foosball or whatever. And yeah. they're you, copying who, off of those who, other guys. Who skits? Those guys had who skit? Whoever the whoever the private party of the WWE is. No, no, you were saying somebody skit. Who who skit? Because I don't think you I don't think you said it right. Mark Mark Queen and and private party is watching the Ivar. <laughs> okay, yeah, whatever. They're <laughs> acting more like those other guys. Get it right. 
Uh, I apologize to those at home who just had their ears busted because Alpha doesn't know how to say his name. What's his name? Ilar? I'm going to tell you right now, Alpha, those other guys are pretending to be Private Party because Private Party has been around for a year, and those guys have have not. I have never seen Private Party be that outgoing and that animated. Those guys are obviously getting over with the crowd. once. Yeah. True, true. But but they've been they've been like that. I think maybe you're right there. Maybe maybe they're pulling a little bit. They were acting just like them, to be honest. You're right. But um but that's because they have the champ champ right there. They got themselves Eric and Ibar stand. They're, 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 how can you? How can you not? What are you talking about? I'm talking about the private party, knowing that they're about to fight Ibar and Eric for the tag team titles of WWE. Okay, Man, I hope I hope Ibar or Ilar or even or whatever her name you. is. I hope they end up you... coming to AEW because I seen Matt Hardy was talking to both of them. Are you telling me the Street Profits are not the private party? I thought that's that same. I thought that that's same team. Mean. I thought it was just yeah. the same team on two different TV stations. Right, right. That's that's not true. <laughs> but okay, so real quick, I gotta allude. I, Anyways. I don't. I don't want to crack the pot, but Alpha did. So real quick, I just got to say, um, my friend Ibar. He's this guy I knew from a long time ago. Uh, used to wrestle with him back in the day. I pinned him one, two, three. He won a WWE Tag Team Championship in real life, and uh, you know, just uh, tip the cap to him. Uh, he has a friend. His friend's name's Eric. They go ahead uh, by the War Machine, and they go by the War Raiders, and they go by the Viking Experience, and then they go by the Viking Raiders, and now they're the champions, and then they lose the belts, and now they're going against private party, and they're doing all these things. They don't know what to do because COVID-19-21, right? So what's going to do? What you going to do? You're going to put them in the basketball court. Well, who's going to win that, Viking Raiders or the private party? Right, private party been playing basketball the lies. Viking Raiders been throwing axes. <laughs> so, so after that match, okay, Trent now you have – now you have yourselves, you have Ivar and Eric throwing axes, going against the private party. The private party can't throw axes, never throwing axes, right? So <laughs> private party loses that round. And then you yourself go to, you go to golf. Well, hey, everybody played golf. Everybody loves golf. Golf was fun. So this one comes down close, but Ivar reaches deep into the hole, pulls out a chicken, chicken leg. I thought that was funny. I really like the golf, ex, the golf skit. Okay. Fast forward to the bowling. I agree. I agree Alpha. No. No, the bowling one was good. If they're going to do it, they're going to do it cheesy, over-the-top cheesy. And I really did. I have to admit, this one was funny. I did laugh. I was not happy with the first one, and every one that they do was getting better. They also had a girl call my boy Ivar Cute, and I thought that was a funny little spot. She does the whole sliding down the, 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 the bowling alley with the ball. Um, you know, they're cheesy as hell. But I gotta, the one thing i got to say is... This is a tag team run around the world, winning every title they could, and WWE coming in, uh, doing the same thing they did to Rikishi, okay? Making them dance, be all funny. We knew it. I even said to my friends, I, I, I will not be happy the day that Ivar has to do the Rikishi ass smash with his thong in that ring. He better not have to, okay? Um, of course, they make him do that kind of shit. That's why he got that stain on his butt, made him look like he had to uh, shit his pants. Because it make him put his ass in the other guy's face. That's not what Ibar did. That's not what Hanson does. So uh, they're, they're doing what Vince McMahon loves. I don't know why Vince McMahon loves big men with uh, showing their ass and stuff, but that's what Vince McMahon does. Vince McMahon, you're an idiot. This team is a bunch of monsters. They're Vikings. They're killers. So when they get to the WWE, or I'm sorry, when they get to AEW, and they get that rematch against the Hardy Boys, or at least one of them, 
you're going to have yourself a hell of a war. And I really do hope because over there they're talking on Twitter back and forth with Matt Hardy. Matt Hardy says just the other day, he posted out of nowhere that he had a great matchup with two guys named Ibar and Eric, but they were not called Ibar and Eric. They were called Raymond Rowe and Hanson. And that is the bottom line. What's Hanson's last name? Mba? <laughs> funny, funny story, true story, real true story. When oh, uh, when he was no, no, true story. When he was signed to Here WWE, we just yeah. Man, I hope you brought a lunch. No. <laughs> signed to WWE. You get signed to WWE, and 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 because WWE has a big Twitter account, whatever, it said Hanson has been signed to WWE. Right? Tweet. People tagging the fucking band Hanson in that tweet. Worldwide. <laughs> All right. No, that's a true story. It's a true I'm story. Not I'm not saying it's not. And he we, had to. They had to clarify. They had to clarify that the person they signed was Hanson, my friend Todd Smith, and not Hanson, the three Umbop band. <laughs> I think that's a funny story because M Umbop. I would have never thought that when I was a kid talking to him that he would one day be hanging out with Diamond Dallas Page and wrestling Shawn Michaels and all that shit. I would never have thought that. Secondly, I would never have thought that the Umbops would have known who the fuck he was, and they did. <laughs> One day they figured out that he is an existing person, and, and those are two things from my mind. <laughs> okay, so are we doing of the weeks this this you week? Know, with, the only people that actually have a valid of the week is Jimmy Thompson because neither one of you got to watch every goddamn match, so I'm going to run through them. I'm not even going to play the buttons. You guys don't even have a say. High spot of the week is the moonsault from Colt Cabana. Boom, boom, Colt Cabana. One of the best moonsaults I've ever seen. Guy goes from the top to the outside. The bump of the week. Penelope, when she got caught by Adam Page, is the high spot of the week. That's a pretty good high spot of the week. I'll let you kind of, you know, challenge me here. But the bump of the week is going to be Cody and Jungle Boy going through the table. Okay, that's going to be the bump of the week. Okay, it's not going to be Jimmy Havoc taking the last call. From uh, Omega, no, no. and uh, no. Jimmy okay. Havoc has has been in wars. Well. Jimmy Havoc's been in a in a lot of bad matches. That was just nothing to Jimmy Havoc. Okay. Promo of the week. This is a, this is a spicy one right here because Britt Baker come out every week when she does her promos. I love to give Britt Baker promo of the week, but I gotta say the FTR really nailed it with the promo this week. So FTR, it's yeah. it's a toss up, but I think FTR takes storyline of the week. There ain't no storylines this week except for one, and that's the Dark Order and Colt Cabana. Colt Cabana and the Dark Order is the storyline of the week. There is no questions, Alpha, no, unless, no, no, no. You, unless you have something okay. to say. I want to hear Alpha. What, what do you got, Alpha? Uh, the storyline this week is when Matt Hardy comes out and says, uh, we're cool, man. Respect. Lamaste. Mariska Hargate. To Sammy Guevara. <laughs> I want to know where that's going, brother. That is a good storyline. I want to know where that's going as well. And, and don't get me wrong, I love me some culture. You know, you know, but uh they 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 had bad blood, those two. Give it to Matt us. Hardy wanted to kill boom, them. boom. Coca Banna, boom, boom. Coca Banna, boom, boom. Golf cart. <laughs> and now they're cool, you know, Mariska Hardy. That's Where's true. That going? That's true. Um, I still think it's uh, Coca Cabana Dark Order. So it's, it's, okay. it's what we're going to agree upon, the three of us. 
Oh, See, the I match of the week. The match of the week, I got to say right now, I don't even know because Chris Jericho versus Cole Cabana, one hell of a match. I actually love that match a lot. But then you got yourself Cody versus Jungle Boy. Damn corn-fed head. One hell of a match. Adam Page and Kenny Omega. But I'm not done talking there, impartial referee. Jesus. I'm going to turn your TV off. Go ahead. I dare you. I was going to say Cody versus Jungle Boy, one hell of a match. But then you got yourself the tag team championship matchup, which was one hell of a match. So I don't know. I'm going to defer to Alpha. Alpha, roll the dice. Which one do you think was the best match of the week? Only one of those matches did I fall asleep in. And that was the tag team match. That one literally put me to sleep. So I'm going to have to say that probably my boy Colt Cabana put on one hell of a match, brother. You didn't even watch the damn show! <laughs> Colt Cabana deserves all the gosh damn praise in the world. He's the best talent they got in the AEW. Now here's the thing, okay? I am going to hit this button. <laughs> and now, the Superstar of the Week. This is an interesting week up Superstar of the Week because we got ourselves... The man, the myth, the newest member of the heel crew is going to be Colt Cabana next week when he joins the Dark Order. Colt Cabana, you got yourself Superstar of the Week. You did one hell of a matchup. Really did put on a show. You went against one of the greatest in the greats. Okay. And then you talked yourself into Brody Lee, handed you a bottle of water, and that man with the blonde hair, he gave you a look, and you drank that bottle of piss juice. I don't know if it was Dilly Hard or if it was just water that looked weird, but it was not what you should have drank. Because now you're on the dark side. Now you're with me, Jimmy T, just for one week. Next week, you're going to be with Alpha when he's the heel. And I am the baby face of this show. Alpha, how do you feel about Coco Band being Superstar of the Week? I couldn't agree more. He's my favorite superstar in AEW. I've been trying to uh, sing his praises for months now. What are you going to do when he turns into the dark side? He turns into Darth Maul and pisses off Dustin Rhodes. Here's what's going to happen. Here's what's gonna happen. You know, he's gonna it's like a it's like a butterfly, okay? You go in. Muhammad you Ali. As, you start as a caterpillar, you're crawling into you're crawling into the dork order. You know, like this. Then when you get into the dork order, you become a cocoon. He's gonna turn a little bit evil. He's gonna change what he looks like, and everything's gonna change. But once he be- climbs the ranks and becomes number one in the dork order. He's going to bust out of that cocoon like the butterfly he is. And he's going to become the boom, boom, Colt Cabana, leader of the gosh damn dork order. I like your thoughts. Maybe he'll turn to a peacock. You gosh damn right. Oh, oh. I can't Whoa. do it. I can't Are do you it. doing? I can't do it. Did you? Did you just like put something in there? <laughs> Alpha, you put that hot dog away. <laughs> <laughs> all right so so as a recap here we talk about everything going on uh just one I, I really like this show probably the best show i've seen in a while um alpha of course falls asleep to it we got ricky reed uh just can't get around to it but jimmy t at your service you're welcome america uh one hell of a oh, you were you fuck you're welcome you're welcome ricky to be here for you now ricky What's going on with MMA Marks? What are you doing? What number episode are you and Buddy on? What can where can we find you at? 
killing it, man. We got, we got the, we're on episode 78. We just had a big old match between Tyron Woodley and Gilbert Burns <sighs> for the number one contendership. It looks like Gilbert Burns is now the number one contender in the ranks. I think he needs another match, but come, come down, listen to MMA marks and hear all about it. We also got the fight pick championship going on. Oh, don't bring that up. That's a sore subject. Rick, no, I wouldn't bring that up. (laughs) I wouldn't bring that up to my dear friend Alpha. Why wouldn't we bring that up, Ricky? Why wouldn't we say anything about that? Oh, come on. Bring it up see what happens. Bring it up see what happens right now. Get Cheney. Where's weak neck at? Where is she? Is somebody number, number two? Is somebody number two right now? I told you guys when I chose to skip out on that one fight night that I wanted a little bit of interesting action going on in the Fight Pick Championship because I've been at the top since day one. Yeah, you have. I there needed to change things up a little bit. It's Alpha so, he's so they pissed about this, Rick. This is getting under his skin so deep and so hard, I know what I can tell. He oh. is not happy. Alpha had himself a 200-300 point lead, and now he's been surpassed. You need to go listen to the Lat Beat podcast too because oh. she said shit about you today, buddy. That you need to check <laughs> out. Oh no! I don't even okay. want to think about that person. Coward! <laughs> if she's gonna choose to win like this. She's a coward. <laughs> she's only doing what you told her to do. <laughs> Alp, you better watch. Don't don't you make any picks until she makes her picks first. You can fight amongst yourself. And I'll just skate right past you and keep the championship where me with me where it belongs. I'm telling you right here. I'm telling you right now, and you can take this straight to the bank. Spoiler alert! And you can go ahead and steal that line, Sammy Guevara. I win. <laughs> I just gotta just gotta point out. MMA Marks went ahead and posted the podcast link right there in the chat. Go ahead and click that link. That is a link that's gonna take you to this man right here and and uh, buddy. They have a podcast. MMA Mark's picks aren't always lit. Every week he misses a <laughs> couple of things. Um, and, and he's going to be surpassed by my cousin Kevin pretty soon. Oh, oh, is he? Is he? Is he mm-hmm. now? Call him it. Ca- Call casual him. Kevin? Casual Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> casual Kevin. Right on the heels. Every every week since COVID 1921 come along, Kevin starting to make some good picks. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> he's coming, he's hungry now. He can sense that fifth place. He can smell it. Grandpa back yeah. jumping on past him pretty quick, but now he sees Grandpa back in the in his sights and he says, I'm gonna take that fifth place. He's gonna take it. <laughs> Grampy back Grampy back's been on fire. E's been on fire. E had a perfect and he did good last week. Perfect. I can't you can't get no better than that. He had every single pick right. Uh, just wow. You ever, you ever, you ever wonder if, if uh, E has himself a time machine? Because that seemed a little iffy to me. I don't know. I told you they had that sports almanac, brother. Was was that pre-recorded? I don't know. Was he talking to? Because I don't know. Was that on Fight Championship Island? No, it was not. It was at the Apex Arena in Las Vegas. Apex Legends. What? <laughs> now Alpha. Where can we where can we find you at? Go to www.twitch.com. Oh wait, no. www.twitch.tv slash world winning federation. You'll find me there every Monday, 
Tuesday and Thursday nights. I hear you're doing some daytime Judgment Day streams. How are those going? They're going good, brother. It's it's nice to see that that the same night crew will still show up during the day and uh, and still show that support. So I, I'm going to do a Judgment Daytime stream tomorrow as well. Hey, you heard around, it here first. Probably around ten or noon. Breaking news. You heard it here first from Jimmy Thompson. Always cracking the case. He just proved to you that he knows when the Alpha is going to be sleeping and he knows when the Alpha is awake. Alpha, you better watch yourself because Jimmy T is going to crawl right through this covoid right here. And one day he's going to be able to reach you. And when he can, he's going to reach right through this screen. He's going to grab you by the face. He's going to take that mustache. He's going to take that mustache right off your face. He's going to eat it. He's going to eat that mustache, and it's going to taste so good, and he's going to shit it out. He's going to take that shitty mustache, he's going to put it right back on your face, right through this cold boy 21. And then you're going to have to smell. You have to smell that mustache every day. Alpha, I feel so sorry for you, brother. I know it's going to be a shitty day when that happens. Alpha, i got to ask you one question. Are you streaming tonight? Gosh damn right I am, brother. I'm only 45 minutes late, but I'm going to be doing it. Well, let me tell you something. If you get your ass over there, we're going to go ahead and raid you. Let me tell you something, brother. You say no more. I'm going, and I'm going to lay the whack down on some candy ass. Don't you hit disconnect. Don't you hit disconnect yet. Because last time you did it, you cut Ricky right in half. I'm going to have to go ahead, and I'm going to. After the bottom half. I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to let both of you guys take a nap. I'm going to go ahead and cut it to me. Because I don't know any other way right now. Because no matter right. when you leave, Ricky gets slashed in two. And I know you don't care about Ricky, but I do. So we're going to cut it over to Jimmy. Say goodbye, uh, both of you. Yo, Ricky, right, see you, brother. Jenny, I hate you. Now you're talking to the one true king, Jimmy T. And he's here to say, I got something to show you. What I got to show you is something you've never seen before. This is the Backlog Network commercial. I think you probably have some. What the hell are they doing over here? I don't even know. They just left. Left me by myself. And now I get to talk to the fans. I get to talk to Steve Farber and Bob Zilla and Travis Ray. I get to talk to Grandpa Back and Mr. President. I get to take you all, the MMA marks you all right in my, my hands. I get to play with you and mold you a little bit. I get to say, come on into the dark side. It ain't no fun being a babyface. You gotta, when you're swimming in the pool, you pee in the pool. It's no fun to get out of the pool and pee over there in the cold. You know I'm right. It ain't no fun to, to walk in the ring and wait for the tag. It's fun to step over the ropes when the referee ain't looking. That's the funnest thing. And the best thing you can do is take this belt and smash it on someone's head. And Alpha, I know you ain't listening, so I'm going to tell you right now. The next time you come near me, I'm going to smash you in the head with this belt. But there's only one way that I don't do that. And that's if Virgil comes to me and takes this belt from me. You see, your face is literally printed right on it. That's really your face. All you watching this over there in AEW, I want you to get this video right now. You clip it. And you get this video to Virgil and you say, Virg, Jimmy T has a message. The message is, this is the WBF World Heavyweight Championship and I got it. And you want it. And you ain't going to have it unless you come to me. I will lay down in the ring. Live on TV. Live on YouTube, wherever. We'll do it in a cornfield. I don't even care. 
but I will lay down and you can pin me for this belt. But if I have to come to you, and I will, I will wrestle you. And I will defeat you for this belt. So I can say I am the one true WVF World Heavyweight Champion. With no ifs, ands, or buts. Ricky, that man is older than sin. The only way he can defeat me is if Haku comes along as commissioner of WVF. And Haku stumps me on my face to stop me from pinning his ass in the ring. But Haku won't. He won't do it. And so... Virgil, you have one chance and one chance only. I'm giving it to you. You come on over and let me pin your ass in the ring. And now, watch this commercial. Everybody's wondering where you, where you can buy Jimmy's kind of sweet cream corn. Well, let me tell you something. It is, it is dangerously delicious, and it's that kind of sweet corn that you know is going to treat your teeth so, so well to stick around the Jimmy T. You see, you see I, I am the corn father, and you, and you can trust me. It is green, it is sweet, and it is corn. And it is so delicious to treat your teeth just like that toothpaste. It is, it is so malicious. It, it makes you shit your pants and then, then you burst. Get, get yourself green, green style sweet corn from, from Jimmy T. And it, it also works, works as toothpaste. You understand? Do you understand that? Do you understand it? I know there was an echo. I did it on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> 